All right. Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the November 24th, Wednesday edition of the AM show hosted live here on Alpha Mint. As always, I am your host, R2D Gen, and I am joined with me by Mr. Free Market Capitalist. Hey, now. It was a uh, it was a fun day yesterday. I, actually, I don't know if I want to say it was a fun day. It was a frustrating day yesterday. There was lots of stuff going on, but our uh, beloved OpenSea was not making uh, life overly easy you know we were we were doing the show and i couldn't refresh anything and that was frustrating but uh the problems carried on well into the evening so we will touch on that in a little bit but uh other other than that how was your day yesterday oh my day was pretty great uh it certainly seemed like quite the bull market in nfts that was stopped short by technical issues at OpenSea. Yeah, yeah, lots to talk to to, to talk about there and and unpack and, and kind of what happened with it, but uh First, I just want to give a, a shout out to the 20 new Moon Lounge members we uh, added to the club yesterday. Uh, great to have all of those new faces in there and participating. Everybody's uh, been good contributing and it's been a lot of fun seeing uh, the, uh, the Moon Lounge, the DGen Dojo active. Like, and, and when I say active, I mean active to the point where it's almost impossible to, to recap what has happened if you're not looking at it. Um, so we're, we're working hard to try and get some organizational features that will, uh, will provide more of a live recap, uh, as it goes on. So you don't miss anything important. Um, but yeah, just some of like, even just the camaraderie that's, uh, growing there has been a lot of fun. There's a lot of inside jokes, a lot of, uh, internal memes, such as like, um, we actually had one member just before the snails drop call a 1.2 ETH floor. Uh, that's turned into something that's been, uh, we've had a lot of fun with. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Point <laughs> two, um, my forever target for all projects. All right, it was you. Um, yeah, you know what though. I, I, on that note, uh, with uh, popularity comes the bots, and we did have some issues last night. Um, kind of in the in the wee hours, we had some people being DM'd uh, by like a collab land bot. Um, um, I don't know if there was some impersonation going on of people sliding into the DMs. So I, I just want to make sure that everybody that's listening knows whether you're in the moon lounge or not. First of all, Collabland does not message you unless you ping it on any server, right? It is a, it, you have to use the join feature. Collabland's never going to come out and be like, Hey, sign up for this or anything like that. So, uh, the biggest thing that I recommend is always check the message history with collab land that's messaging you if you've used it in the past to sign up for things and there's previous engagement with uh with collab land uh you're dealing with the the real one and it does have a verified bot um tag next to it as well um but yeah be be vigilant out there this is not something that's exclusive to alpha mint um my recommendation is to just turn off dms on all of the servers if you right click on a specific server on the kind of the left area where you see them all, you can click privacy settings and you can turn on DMs just from that server. So if you're ever hopping on and you want to do something with Collabland to join, you can turn the DMs just for that server on very briefly, uh, use the function, get Collabland to message you. And again, make sure that it's the legit one. Um, do your thing and then turn DMs off. Uh, in regards to Alpha Mint team members or mods, we will never just outright ask you 
to click a link or go do something, right? Uh, you know, that that has to be initiated by you. Uh, if you ever get a DM from one of us, feel free to just jump into like the general chat or the DGen Dojo, ping our actual um our actual name and uh and shoot us a message even just in like the public setting and we can confirm whether or not it was us uh you know i hope that this isn't a huge problem going forward we did add captcha into the uh the join function but um yeah be be vigilant out there this seemed to happen right after the orcs uh tweeted about us or retweeted our tweet oh, yeah, true. because uh we are doing our first AM spaces on Twitter this evening uh with the orc devs. And that popularity seems to come with some consequences. Uh be vigilant and remember nobody ever made money in their DMs. No one wants to give you anything in your DMs. It's better to just ignore them all. And on Discord, you can friend request people. So close your DMs off to everybody except people you specifically friend request and double check in the DGen Dojo or general if something seems suspicious. Yeah. Um it, it's uh Illidan also pointed out in the chat that like if you're on um, the Alpha Mint Discord page, and you can see all of the people that are active on the right hand side. Um, and you want to click on my name and right click, you can click a message, right? And it should bring you to the message page uh, or, or our previous conversations if we've had one. And you'll be able to see if that message was actually from me or not, too. But uh, yeah, there's. Um there's lots of uh, lots of fakes going on out there, and this is a uh, we're still in the wild west phase of all of this. So, uh, yeah, whenever there's money involved, be extra careful. Slow down. We're never going to make you race for anything. No, um, might might make the snails race, but uh, that's a different. <laughs> different uh topic altogether um on that note uh but i just wanted to yeah thank everybody that's joined and anybody that's thinking about joining feel free to uh ask any questions you have or any uh reassurances you need about our community and we'd be more than happy to provide them but uh it's been a lot of fun so far so uh we will slide over to the cryptocurrency market right now do a quick overview of what's going on and that really is not a whole lot Bitcoin has been chilling between fifty six and fifty seven thousand uh, dollars. Ethereum has kind of been bouncing back between about four thousand and forty three hundred over the past couple of days. It's gone on some big runs up, and then they, they kind of come back down. Uh, NFTs seem to be the biggest recipient of this inaction in the crypto market. So we will not talk too much about uh, actual cryptocurrencies, and we'll move on to there. Uh, one quick note about Ethereum is that this morning. Um, since the London fork happened back in August, uh, Ethereum has built, burnt its 1 million ETH to, uh, coin. That's, uh, about $4 billion in transaction fees. I, I gotta believe a lot of them have been, uh, coming from OpenSea and the NFT action that's going on. And, uh, it's, it's interesting to see some of the confusion as to what burning tokens means to, um, you know, I hate using the word normie, but the normie community, uh, Definitely spur some uh, uh, issues with the environmentally friendly aspect of it as though like we're literally setting things on fire. Um, and also it's funny to watch like the, the Twitter talk about high Ethereum gas prices kind of spill over into like the high actual like gasoline prices at the pumps. And sometimes there's some some pretty hilarious confusion being correlated to that. And all of a sudden people think Ethereum is the cause that the of the petrol prices going up. 
EIP 1559 uh, is the reason Ethereum is burning stuff now. It's become deflationary. Um, and this is ultrasound money at this point. Um, the, there is, the, for this reason specifically, there's a supply crisis brewing in Ethereum, and uh, it's all very bullish. Uh, yeah, and uh, obviously the the fork is as Ethereum shifts to proof of stake, whether or not that ever actually happens is a different question, but it seems to be uh, kind of on track for that. Uh, and, and, you know, we can debate whether proof of stake or proof of work is better um, until the cows come home. But uh, quite I- frankly, this is the largest, most equitable airdrop in all of crypto. This is this is a direct value uh, proposition to anybody who owns Ethereum and people want to talk about airdrops. That's what this is. And if you think about the amount of value accruing daily to people willing to hold this token, uh, it's only going to compound and get more aggressive. Right, for sure. And for a little bit of context, uh, anybody wondering about proof of stake, um, proof of stake was supposed to be months away when i joined crypto and got into ethereum back in uh, 2017 so um it's not something that's necessarily going to happen anytime soon like i've been hearing that we're six months away from proof of stake for the better part of five years now so um definitely something to watch uh in in terms of what it means for ethereum but hopefully it can kind of continue to make the ethereum network decentralized secure and bring some of those gas prices kind of down i know we talk about gas being good um but yeah there's something um there's there's something about the price of ethereum going up and these gas prices going up with it that starts to sting a little bit when you consider every time you do anything it's costing you a hundred hundred and fifty dollars so yeah we'll uh we'll we'll see what happens um from there don't listen to these 2017 weirdos. E- ETH2 is coming in two months. <laughs> yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, moving on, um, a, a subject that we will probably no longer have to speak about after today, but Constitution Dow is um, going to be shutting down and refunding their contributors. They were kind of looking for a, a direction to go in after they lost the bid to Kenneth Griffin of um, Citadel fame. Uh and I think at the end of the day, they've just decided to to refund all of the contributors. A little statement that they released was, um, we have determined that building and maintaining an ongoing project is not something that we as a core team are able to support, given the technical and administrative requirements of doing it properly, a DAO representative said via Discord. Um, shocking that $45 million cannot uh, enable you to put a proper uh, administrative and technical uh people in place but honestly i think that this is the right move they went after the constitution they did not get it and uh time to just move on from there yeah party dow is much more interesting party, party DAO. yeah you gotta check them out um actually in the wake of constitution dow it has spurned a lot of uh um new DAOs coming up to to bid on random shit out there uh someone mentioned one yesterday that i didn't discuss but yeah it's definitely uh Definitely inspired some people to to raise some funds and 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 go after some real world assets. So yeah, uh, I'm actually kind of just happy that uh, the the chapter is closing on on the Constitution DAO. So we'll move on from there and switch over to WGMI. Um, good day for the Ether Orcs. 
I, I don't know if the uh, you know the the announcement of shouting Alpha Mint out was uh, the catalyst of that, or if it was just sneaking into pants, dumping the rest of his bags, and subsequently Finally. the Zug. Finally, yeah. It, somebody, uh, you know, as orcs were rallying yesterday, Sneaky finally dumped his last ones, which got us above that 0.85 wall. Uh, orcs are sitting around 1.1, 1.2 right now. And Zug, which rallied really hard to two bucks twice yesterday, has been dumped on pretty hard, which we assume is Sneaky getting rid of his... Uh, Zug and all the boys over at MVHQ, shout out to them uh, for dumping all their orcs into the hands of uh, actual holders. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Sneaky was kind of the first hurdle. He had a large, uh, a large pool of them and has decided to exit Ether orcs. Um, but you know what? I, it, good for uh, people that were looking to get in because he kind of held that floor relatively cheap. And once uh, once he got out, it did shoot up. So uh, if you were able to Thank snag you one. Thank for your service. Yeah, hey, it's um, it's never hurts as we've seen with Wolf Game to have some pretty big whales uh, participating in your uh, ecosystem. And Ether Orcs has, I don't want to say benefited greatly from Sneaky specifically, but uh, it certainly couldn't help or uh, hurt. Well, he contributed a lot of ETH to the ecosystem. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we did mention that uh, Ether Orcs made an announcement with us. Did you touch on the fact that we're 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 doing a Twitter Spaces with them this evening? We are doing a Twitter Spaces with the Orc devs. I am so pumped for this. They just released their roadmap 2.0. Uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about, and uh, that's 8 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken, tonight. Yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, live on Twitter. Uh, we're going to keep it off the discord and just do it on Twitter as, uh, you know, we try and get some, some reach and, and utilize some other, uh, spaces out there that we have access to. So that's going to be exciting. And, um, I'm really looking forward to it. We got some good scoops last time. So I would expect more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just that we haven't really publicly promoted this too much. Um, it's been difficult communicating or sorry with, uh, the bad bunnies team as they are based in Sydney, but we are working on getting, uh, bad bunnies on the show this evening at 6 PM Eastern. Uh, I will get them into the discord and do that. So just keep a lookout for some confirmation, but you know, when you're dealing with somebody on the other side of the, the world, it, it, you know, becomes kind of a, uh, a slow 12 hour communication cycle at times. Um, and this project's doing some interesting things. They're both gamifying uh, their assets in the same way that all these other on chain games are formatting. And there are rumors that they're one of the uh, people that Coinbase is one of the projects Coinbase is looking at. So there will be a lot of interesting things to hash out with them uh, if we can nail that down tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I apologize for the, uh, the short and unconfirmed notice about that. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be working with him to schedule a, a more, um, out, far out time to, uh, to do it. So, uh, but yeah, keep a, keep an eye out. And if you're around, uh, definitely come in and check it out. There's some big bad bunnies fans in, uh, in Alpha Mint. Um, going back to WGMI, uh, the other project that had a pretty good pump yesterday, uh, Gary V was doing some stuff, uh, with Robotos. Uh, that is a project that's kind of been around for a little while now. I guess in, in NFT time, uh, it feels like years, but that minted about four months ago. 
Uh, Roboto's kind of had its ups and downs and it was just chilling for a while down in the, uh, I think point one range. I'm uh, just checking the activity out now, but, uh, no, sorry about the point three range. It looked like it bottomed out at, but, um, yep. has shot up sitting at point seven one. And I believe we do have some holders in the, uh, the moon lounge is that as well. It always is a topic of discussion, um, either good or bad, but, uh, yep, they are on the up and up. Awesome. Yeah, that it, this is another project that the art really, it has the look. Um, they've always rumored and hinted at bigger things coming. And now it looks like a partnership with Time uh, is in the works and a TV show. And I think this is a really compelling use case. I think we touched on it a bit uh, that the licensing for these properties to be used by entertainment, I mean, punks just signed a pretty large deal with, I forget which company, but with a talent agency in California, which certainly pissed off the punk population as now it is Larva Labs that will be making the money on the image you own, uh, not you. Whereas Bored Apes, uh, each owner owns the license to their ape. So I think that this is a really interesting area of NFTs to watch, whether your project has that type of art that speaks to a TV show. And then it comes down to, I think, you know, character development and writing. But Lerbato's super interesting project with great art, uh, similar to Deadfellas, I would say. Another one that I think has big potential. Yeah, the one thing that I really like about... Um uh robotos is like we always talk about colors popping nice clean lines they work well as uh profile pictures you always know when a robotos is uh is you know is somebody's profile picture also just like that they all have like just really simple basic animation but just kind of makes them come alive a little bit too so um definitely a project to keep uh to to keep an eye on in the in the future as they continue to kind of just be on the uptrend yeah absolutely uh, so yeah, switching gears, uh, we mentioned at the, the top of the show that, uh, OpenSea was a disaster yesterday and boy, was it ever, uh, a lot of frustration going on in, uh, in the Twitter space about them from some pretty big names. I saw Tropo, uh, tweeted out that, uh, their API has been down all day. Floor listings still fucked. There has been zero official communication about this. None on Twitter, none on discord. This company is worth billions of dollars, by the way. Um, I've, I've been saying it as a joke over the past few days that $10 billion valuations don't get you what they used to. Uh, and OpenSea is kind of proving me right at this point. Um, they were down all day and then came back up online. And like the first thing you see is like OpenSea and Christie's bidding opens December 4th. Like again, no acknowledgement of that, the fact that things are fucked. Um, for people that are very, very active in the space, it was pretty clear that something was going on, but here's where it kind of got a little bit messy. Uh, because their listings weren't working properly, um, and the floor wasn't updating properly, uh, there was a real false sense of what projects were actually worth at that point. Like you really kind of had to dig a little bit deeper with the activity and the live listings page to get a sense at, you know, what the sales were and what the, the listings were, um, but yeah, if you were on a, a project that was seeing some volume, there was probably like maybe you know, upwards of eight or nine lines of listings that were all sold, some of them being relisted. 
and uh, you kind of had to go deeper and deeper and deeper. That was driving just the purchase price up, but people weren't understanding that this was happening and they were still listing below OpenSea's listed floor price. Once OpenSea fixed the problem, all of those listings came online, got pushed to the top, and the floors just kind of dumped on projects. So it was uh, it was a little bit frustrating for anybody actively trying to to trade yesterday, and it's a little bit frustrating that OpenSea doesn't um, announce that they're having these issues kind of in real time. I don't know what their head of product is doing, but it's like he's not even at the company. <laughs> Did they rehire yet? Because he's the, that person's next on the chopping block. Right. And also communications. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Most other companies, if there's an outage, especially as critical as this, I mean, they killed a bull run in quite a few projects that were trading above mint. Looked like they had some great momentum and were just killed by uh, technical aspects. Nothing to do with uh, the project itself. Pretty frustrating. I had quite a few things listed at floor yesterday that never sold. And then when I came in this morning, everything's 50% off. So now I could either wait for the floor to get back up there or chase everything down like I assume everyone else is going to this morning. And that's pretty frustrating. it's really not a good look for OpenSea to not at least communicate that this was going on, uh, explain to people that the floor prices were not accurate. I mean, it's it's a shit show. And it really, uh, it, we're feeling the brunt of it today. As just floors are just whack. Like, pull the floor price off then. Like, certainly they could have just done a, a real-time update to get that down, at least for the time being. But, yeah, I mean, there will be a lot of people that will shake their fist at OpenSea and say, you know, how dare you? And, you know, there's some validity to that. But, like, let's be honest. You know, large platforms aren't without their technical difficulties. It does happen. It's frustrating. But I, I think, like you said, the biggest point of frustration really is just that they had no wherewithal to to bother telling anybody. Like, I would think that you would try and get that out as fast as possible and let your uh, your consumers know this so that they don't get burned in, in weird and inopportune ways. They regularly do like a tongue in cheek communication, as we saw with the upside down smiley face yeah. the other week. Yeah. They really don't seem to take it seriously. And, you know, it, after a day like yesterday and today where people lose a lot of money because of it, it goes from cute to not funny at all. Yeah, I mean, they have a, a very wide moat on their NFT marketplace dominance. And um, it, it would be nice to treat your uh, your customers with a little bit more respect than that. Uh, sometimes it feels like a bit of a slap in the face um, when uh they know you can't do anything about it like you have no other real platforms to to switch to and uh they just couldn't give two fucks about it so i mean i i don't want to sit here and just bash on OpenSea all the time but it was a tough look yesterday yeah and you know i, I it's it's something that i really hope that they at least address i mean the communication would help a little bit so 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, it does look like things are kind of back to normal, but it'll be interesting to see how floors kind of rebound because there there did seem to be a big in, influx of undercutting that people didn't even know they were doing and kind of sucks for them, too, because they probably could have listed a lot higher and, and still sold if this had been a normal day. But they unknowingly undercut the entire market and uh, and and people that were very liquid and um, able to do these snipes were uh, were probably loving the action, unfortunately. And it's the third time this has happened in the last two months. I I remember the other two days that this happened and it was the exact same result. It's transient. I don't think it's going to, you know, truly torpedo anything. But, you know, projects really manage that initial hype. Like a good project has to manage that initial hype cycle properly. If you have too wild a price swing, it really can kill Momentum, you know, having a floor that stabilizes is very important if you want your project to have longevity. As we know, once these things get too low, it's very hard for them to ever climb back. Yeah, let's talk about like, well, we don't have to talk about it, but you mentioned, you know, it's got to be frustrating for the projects too, especially ones that just launched, right? Like Soda was going through a pretty big yeah. run that that might have done some damage to, um, you know, I participated in a couple of drops the day before and uh, definitely felt the brunt of, of those mistakes as well. Um, yeah. You know, and we live to fight another day. It's, you know, it's not the death of NFTs or anything like that, but, um, you know, with, with OpenSea being our only choice, it would be nice for them to be a little bit more um courteous to the the user base so especially since we're not getting our token now (laughs) give us something and they're taking two and a half percent of every fucking transaction (laughs) like that's a you know that's that's not a small amount of money they're raking in go and hire a product manager for or a communications manager for 120 they're not taking it from traders they're taking it from artists because it's artists who have to reduce their royalty mm. to make it palatable for people to buy and, and trade their NFTs. Fair point. Fair point. Um, okay, so this is a, a big weekend in the US of A. It's uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of trends come of that for the NFT world. Uh, obviously, most Americans will have kind of what the next four days off. I'm Canadian. We already got Thanksgiving out of the way last month. Um, but yeah, what's your, what is your take on this? Does it mean anything? Does it give people more time to participate? Uh, or yeah, are they I, doing family shit? I think NFTs are so global that it really doesn't matter. You're going to see a lot of high profile drops coming up. And this is one industry that may benefit from uh, vacation and home time and pandemics, as an example. So uh, it could prove to even be the opposite, that people are home with family. There's nothing to do. You know, you ate. Let's log on to that computer and buy some JPEG. Yeah, you're going to be uh, watching football and scrolling OpenSea provided they're up and running. So especially now that the NFL is involved in the NFT game in multiple ways. Free market. What an amazing segue that was. It's almost like we planned it. No, um, on that note, uh, some of you might have seen the link, but uh, anybody involved in Top Shots in the past with Dapper Labs uh, probably got on the wait list for the NFL version of the Top Shots. Uh, last week, we had some wild action with the uh, NFL kind of uh, commemorative tickets that Ticketmaster dropped as a on, I think it was Polygon. 
Um, but some seriously huge wins um, coming from <laughs> from the Moon Lounge members I'm there. Not sure, we're actually wins as ninety nine percent of the transactions are pending, and I'm waiting for someone to report they Ooh. actually got their money. Is that that's still ongoing? I actually missed that. <laughs> I ha- I haven't followed the saga closely enough, but during the AMA, maybe somebody involved can come up and update us because I've seen a lot of people. Uh, unhappy well the transactions were peer-to-peer right like somebody on the other end of them was buying it wasn't like they were just trading like checks and balances and now ticket ticket master of all people like yeah we don't actually have this money it's no i don't think it was even a money thing i think ticket master was selling oh. two and three times like access, oh their system, yeah their system was selling tickets that were already sold amazing not amazing but like amazing no, like no. a yeah get your head out of your ass ticket master kind of way. Um, no, but the, the action was wild. We saw a bunch of people uh, essentially turn $10 into $10,000 uh, or more in the uh, span of a couple of hours, really, which may have actually, when, when you look back on it for, for the time frame, be the trade of the year. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was a, a lot of fun in the, uh, the discord that night when people were, were getting in on that action. Uh, but yeah, so there's a wait list going on for the NFL moments. Uh, I signed up for it this morning. I've never actually done anything with Top Shot, but um, based on the success and the kind of rabid collective nature of the NFL fans and, you know, this being, I think, a relatively frictionless way to get them into NFTs, uh, I think it could be I think it could be a good thing to partake in. Guys, there are a few guarantees in this world, but I guarantee if you are lucky enough to be chosen to buy these first NFL Dapper Lab packs, you're going to make a lot of money. Uh, look at the, you know, NBA Top Shot has diluted themselves a bit as they're aiming for the masses, which are, you know, will unfold over the next few years. But it caused a very large bubble in February to pop that's never really recovered. Um, you know, you hear about the LeBron James card that's worth $250,000 and they are, and they, they exist, but those were from the very early packs that were very limited in numbers. And you can expect the, the early NFL ones to do the exact same thing. I mean, the NFL is as large, if not a larger property in the United States, than basketball, maybe less of a global appeal. But currently, Top Shot is pretty limited to the United States and Europe anyway. So uh, if you haven't signed up, go sign up for that wait list. If you were a Top Shot customer, you got an early wait list uh, email that you probably filled out. I actually filled out the second one, too, just in case, uh, because the first one they sent us was about a month ago. But, you know. This is this is one of those things that if you are lucky enough, it's like a whitelist, right? It's a very hype anticipated drop. If you can get on it, it's going to be an instant ROI. Yeah, for sure. I need to like pre-record a soundbite that says like the contents of this podcast did not constitute financial advice and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Nothing I ever say is financial. advice. <laughs> no, it's just like you're like, I guarantee you're like going like Jim Cramer on the NF- NFL uh, top shot moments. So um, but no, uh, yeah, I hey, look. I'm not a big football fan. I know gasp. Um, but uh uh, there is, is something undeniable about the passion of, of football fans, particularly surrounding their teams. I mean, go to a Raiders game uh, and it is just absolutely wild. Uh, 
you know, I, I, the Giants have a huge fan base. The Jets, like, there's so many teams that uh, basically every team has like a rabid fan base, really. Yeah, this is uh, is you know, just look at the NBA Top Shot uh, moments, and I expect these to have a similar trajectory in a more popular sport in the United States. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you added in the United States because uh, it's it's definitely right. not a no, global it, sport. It, it probably will have less global appeal than basketball, but again, Dapper Labs and uh, Flow is limited to the at it, it. I know that when I was trading Top Shot a lot, the big talk was when is China going to come online? Because China couldn't currently, without a VPN, purchase Top Shots. So the big thing was we know how big China is into basketball. When were they going to come on? You're not going to have that with the NFL, right? It's just not as popular in the rest of the world. So yeah, I, I want to just shout out uh, Chris in the AM show chat, throwing out there, um, the Lions have a loyal fan base and we suck. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> but uh, on, watching the game tomorrow. on another note, uh, yeah, he does point out fantasy football is also much larger than fantasy basketball. Right. Um, and that is undeniably true. Uh, so, you know, a lot of those, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a, a massive, uh, a massive play. So at least if you're not willing to participate in it, keep your eye on it and, uh, and, and check back in with us. It's a lottery, right? I mean, you know, it's going to be a very large wait list of probably 300,000 people. So it, it's not something that, you know, you could will your way onto, but if you're lucky enough to get it, uh, That'll be a nice bag. Yeah, I'm glad that they didn't put my spot in the wait list because it gives me a lot more hope. <laughs> Sometimes just like ignorance is bliss. Like I don't actually want to know that I have no shot on it. Like I signed up for it. I'm like, yes, this is my time. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Good luck. I hope I hope uh, AM locks down a few of those. Players. Oh, I'm, I have no doubt we will. Um Okay, moving on from uh, NFL and uh, Thanksgiving, you know, and and actually, just quickly on that note, uh, happy Thanksgiving to anybody celebrating uh, this this weekend. Um, hopefully, you're able to join us for the uh, the other two shows. But if you're you're not, I uh, hope you have some great family time and uh, you you shill some NFTs and alpha mint to your uh, normie family. That needs to be the topic of discussion at Thanksgiving dinner this year. Yeah, the JPEGs. So, um, okay. Uh, yesterday we had, uh, a bunch of alpha, alpha mint moon lounge members jump into soda, which is the society of the derivative apes. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, and we mentioned it kind of during the open sea dropping the ball, but yeah, they, uh, they have a good project. Uh, the art style is good and the success is showing in it. Last time I checked, the floor was just over 0.2. Uh, it seems to be holding there. Oh, actually up to almost 0.24 now. And uh, I, I looked at it this morning and the volume is absolutely wild on it. Uh, 1.4 thousand Ethereum in volume traded in the last 24 hours. And that is... Um, you know, we were looking at like the the goons the other day, which had a good run in volume that slowed down since. But this is eclipsed even that just in the, the first day. So uh, be interesting to see where this um, this actually ends up. Uh, and, and the one thing that I noticed is there were some uh, some alpha mint members throwing them in as their profile pictures. And like I said, uh, they passed the profile picture test. Chris actually has one that we just mentioned. Um, it looks good. Henry was rocking one with the uh, the laser eyes. That one looked great, too. Yeah, this is a uh, doodles inspired art 
which plays really well. Combine it with Board Ape Yacht Club, and you got yourself a winner. Uh, AM was hard into that project. Yeah. I, uh, I I did unfortunately miss the mint by a couple minutes, but that's okay. Um, you know there are, there will always be lots more wins wins to come, so I'm not uh, not gonna cry myself to sleep over that. But I do wish that I had grabbed one because they look great. Did you did you manage to get in any? I did not. Uh, they were I think they were minting during the show. I didn't mint that one. Uh, no, but they look pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? It was when we were uh, prepping for the show. Um, so these are the sacrifices that we make to bring you guys this uh, this little live podcast every single morning. So a shout out to you guys for being here. Um, another project that happened yesterday was the uh, Kumo uh, World Residence that we mentioned. That one actually doing all right, too. Uh, different, unique art style, really in the cutesy realm, but uh, is definitely holding above mint at a 0.1 floor. Uh, had 400 ETH in volume traded. So not too bad. Definitely not in the soda realm, but I did just want to check back in with that. And uh, I know that you didn't grab any of these. I also did not. But um, yeah, a project that's not not doing too bad itself. So good to see. And it's just encouraging for NFTs, right, to see these kind of mid-tier projects uh, maintaining above floor. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. Um, feudals. You want to you wanna lead off with feudals? Well, this is a another uh, on-chain P2E, well, player-to-environment game. I believe they're also going to do P2P eventually. Uh, completely on-chain. That is the trend at the moment. As Wolf Game was cooling down and everyone was looking for the next one, Scrappy Coco, or Sharpie Coco, as he is known now, drop feudals in the chat, which are basically uh, medieval punks that are there to do medieval things in a game. You know? <laughs> basic, basic format. Or medieval punks doing medieval things. That medieval should actually be their uh, tagline. That's pretty good, actually. But I, I think like the it. more interesting aspect is that they went from under 0.1 to now a 1 ETH floor. Um, there is some great interest in that game as well. And I think that one thing... We're focusing on this week are all the games that came out before Wolfgate. I mean, the Feudals was right around the same time. I actually think it came out a little before, if I'm not mistaken, but it too was ignored and kind of left for dead until uh, Wolfgate made it the hot topic du jour. So I came, came out, out after to- these minted about three days ago. I think Wolfgame was five, but yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, these uh, great call by Scrappy Coco, and it's just another on-chain game to look at uh, if you want exposure to that area. Yeah. Um, I like them. Uh, Like I said, they didn't uh, they didn't move too much right at the beginning. And when they were being called out, they were definitely below a point one floor for a little bit. So that's a that's a pretty massive win. Those are pretty cheap pickups that you could have turned into, you know, over one ETH right now. Floor sitting at just under one point one ETH. And that's uh, that's been a, a, a really active project. So it'll be we'll be watching to see where that goes. And, uh, you know, if anybody managed to pick some of those up, go throw them out there in the celebrating wins uh, uh, channel. Yeah. So um want to kind of rewind now a couple weeks ago you had kind of mentioned uh fast food friends as something to keep an eye on with uh the burger king tweet yes so fast food print friends minted in august 
These are tiny peppies that work at your favorite fast food joints from Wendy's to Burger King to Taco Bell. Um, it's a small collection, I think a 3,000 or 5,000, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 55, uh, 5555. Yeah, but we are in the period of the NFT story where mass adoption pops up here and there. We saw with Post Malone, we saw with Jimmy Fallon, and <clears throat> Fast Food Friends put out a pretty innocent question uh, about, I forget if it was, who's your best friend or something like that, and who else responded but Burger King saying, it's you, you're our <laughs> best friend. And that was the official Burger King account. Uh, shouting out this tiny niche NFT project. And I thought to myself, well, you know, they could see a bump or some interest uh, is, or maybe even there's something actually brewing with Burger King. And this was a hint. So I, I kind of dropped that in the DGen dojo. I know Dirty Milk and, and uh, maybe Charlie went in and grabbed one. You may have grabbed one this morning as well. I uh, did grab one this morning. Uh, I did see an announcement in the Zen Apes Discord, uh, which has uh, drummed up a lot of interest on Alpha Mint that they were going to be giving away 50 whitelist spots um, to Fast Food Friends holders. So that's going to be a raffle. If you hold one, you can go in on the, the Fast Food Friends Discord, verify your friend and, um, and have a shot at a whitelist now you know that's uh you know maybe a one percent shot if every single person signs up for it so that's not why i bought it but i did go check out the open sea and uh looked at the activity and i saw a wallet that kind of uh piqued my interest they didn't buy too many of them they bought three but the slot machine now um i don't know if anybody remembers us uh talking about our love affair with began's the bastard punks, but uh, you had mentioned that there was a whale buying up a lot of begans uh, a couple weeks ago, and this uh, wallet was the same one that was doing that. So I looked in this wallet, and uh, they have a huge, um, uh, quite an expansive collection. I shouldn't say huge, but with some with some pretty notable things in it. And I saw them buying fast food friends, and uh, it kind of just all clicked together for me that like maybe this is something that I should just take a you know a single purchase flyer on. I have no expectations for this, but uh, given the fact that we you know you could purchase for basically under point one, seems like a, a pretty asymmetric upside bet. You know this wallet this has guy. the bastard gans. They have cool cats. Uh, they have. Um, some bored apes in there. Uh, so, so, you know, this is somebody that has a, a bit of a portfolio. Noundles is in there. This guy bought every rare Begon that was left at a decent price and then started DMing me and other people and asking, you know, are you willing to sell this? Are you, he is very aggressively trying to stack the rarest and most desirable Begons. Um, the guy knows uh, quality, <laughs> taking a look at his portfolio. So, uh, you know, every I said this before, everyone needs to have a Pepe in their collection. These are one of the cheapest uh, entries into the Pepe world that uh, actually has a good community and some benefits. I mean, the the utility for a lot of these NFTs is once you're in that community, you get connections, right? And that's, this is, this is an example. Zen Apes is giving 50 whitelist spots away to fast food friends. Orcs gave 50 white spots, uh, whitelist spots away to Ben Baller 
chains, uh, and these are free dividends for owning an NFT. Yeah, and you know it's it it's important to like remember that if you're trying to grab a whitelist spot on on something by holding something else, like fifty might not seem like a lot. Like it, it is an outside chance, but it is an additive, right? Um, it does factor into like the positive EVs and plays. Like even if there is that one percent chance, you have a one percent chance for free at getting. You know, maybe if Zen Apes is as big as it it seems like it could be a point five or you know one ETH in in terms of value, right? Um, so it, that's that's kind of a an outsized risk risk return situation as well. Yeah, I mean, Orcs as an example gave fifty whitelist spots away to Ben Baller's Chains, uh, which is a little on chain game that launched a few days ago, and. Most AM members have been able to get out with a 0.2 or more profit. Some people are actually still playing the game. But look at that. That's a free 900 bucks uh, just for being an orc holder uh, on top of the Zug you earn, on top of the orc asset value. And most of the high profile projects do this, whether it's Kongs or Mice or Kaijus. Kaijus gave away 50 uh, the Littles white spots and the Littles is gearing up to be one of the hottest drops uh, of this new run. Okay, so hold that thought um, because I do want to actually touch on the Littles. But I think uh, as we do that, we'll probably start wrapping up the content portion of the show. And if anybody wants to put their hands up uh, while we're talking about the Littles, we can start to invite you up on stage and get all of that sorted out. So, um, uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the Littles. Uh, that was redundant as fuck. but. Um, Announcing yesterday that the price of the the mint is going to be a, a pretty substantial 0.125. Uh, and a 10,000 supply. All right. We're talking. This is ballsy. The most expensive mint since Mecca for a PFP project. Since and Mecca. Mecca. And that was Mecca. as hyped as fuck. Right. And it's the highest supply of any recent project that we've seen. Uh, coming up mm-hmm. well so this is I, I, and you know what i think they're gonna get it i think they're gonna sell out that collection um and i think it's gonna trade above mint i mean this they you can get angry at the team you can criticize and say you would do things differently but this team recognizes the position in the market they have And they are going to pull as much of those earnings forward and ideally use them to build a great project. If you read their explanation for what they did, it's honestly a little weak. Um, It comes off as them trying to justify it as opposed to just being outright about why they want to do it. Uh, But, you know, they've partnered with Kongs. Can Can you expand on that a little bit? Like what was their justification? So their justifications, and I'll I'll go over it briefly, was that they had considered quite a few different options uh, from doing a very low mint, even free, um, to maybe even a Dutch auction that starts at 0.5. They say, of course, for the consumer, the cheaper, the better. Now, I will be doing a disservice to you if we were to set a regular mint price or less. The effort team we put together for this project is not a quote regular end quote project. So we can't compare like that. 
I mean, that's the biggest heap of dung I've ever heard. What are you even talking about? Like every project thinks they're special. You didn't tell us why this project is not a regular project. I mean, they're just alluding to it. Yeah. And it says, for one, we have as a new project some very reputable partners, CyberKong, SupDucks, Kaiju Kings, and two that are secret. It was our choice to keep these partnership announcements under the hood pre-launch, which isn't true. We've all known about these partnerships, so I don't understand what they're talking about there. So that they can focus on building a community without all the bells and whistles that we don't overinflate our prices for more like-minded people to participate in public and secondary. So they're claiming by pulling the earnings forward, you won't get some huge pop that dissuades people from getting into the project uh, early on. We also have plans to build our little world together. Once again, I could dazzle you with a hypothetical empty promise of little Kongs venturing in a magical garden, fighting monsters and earning tokens that you can exchange for money. Easy peasy. But I choose not to do this because this will take a while and who knows whether this will catch on or not. My goal is to prevent a significant 80% drop after the hype and potential families getting wrecked along the way. I mean, what, you know. Potential families getting wrecked along the way? What are they even talking about in this announcement? Like, why not? Can we just be honest and say we want this money so that we can pay ourselves well and build a kick-ass project? Like, that's all you have to say. So be honest. Come on. This is getting some serious shades of um, the uh, fish. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Fish tank NFT. He he announced these big partnerships and then, you know, they, he started talking of these like delusion, uh, you know, uh, grandiose um, plans and and all of this stuff. And then the partners kind of went like, well, Hold up. Like, yeah, we like you, but uh, it's not that much of a partnership. Uh, to put into context, I mean, the Littles is, is they've got some good promo videos. Uh, the art looks pretty clean. Um, they're cute. What, what is special about them? Uh, like, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I would have loved to see them highlight that, especially right, when they're, yeah, while well, they're coming out. Announcing a 0.125 ETH uh, mint price. They're dropping 10,000 of them. Some real quick math tells me that's 1,250 Ethereum uh, or or like $5.5 million US for, um, you know, some some pretty decent. Like, fucking tell me what's so special about your project then. Don't just say it. You don't you don't just get to say it. It just sounds like a big pat on the back. So, um you know, honestly, like I, I'm, I know there's hype around this project. I believe I'm on the whitelist. I, I got to even check that. Oh, you are nice. I, I don't know. I, I think I did, but um, their 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 whitelist check thing is fucked up on the website. Another like kind of stupid red flag, but whatever. Um, but like launch the project. This isn't this isn't Larva Labs. They, you know, they're not the creators of punks, or you know, they didn't drop these these previous like blue chip projects. They just put together yeah. this thing. And like, I, I, at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck if these people make $5.5 million, like good for them. No, like I, I don't begrudge that at all. But uh, if, if you, if you're going to put it out a statement like that, um, don't make it just like some like masturbatory, you know, sentences that 
you know, make you feel good about yourself, like just give me a reason or just don't say it. Just say it's point one two five. Take it or leave it. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Like that's it. That it's it was a very long winded explanation uh, with literally no substance. I mean, they didn't tell they didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't justify their price. And while they're saying that they're not doing this, they're implying there's something really big and secret under the hood that we should all be anticipating. But none of us have. Uh, what that is so yeah I, I and I want to just kind of like go back to when we first talked about this project when the discord opened up and uh, something that caught my eye about it was that it is uh, uh, at least part of the team or the founder is a guy by the name of Will uh, he goes on Twitter as at Will X Lee um, pulled it up on the screen right there and we talked about this I guess a, a month ago wow time flies that he dropped a thread on Twitter that got a lot of play called how to create a successful NFT series. Um, This is going to be an interesting retrospect at the end of this, uh, especially if it flops because it was well thought out. It was uh, very poignant. They had some good ideas in it. And um, I hope that this isn't uh, just hubris. Yeah, this is a weird move to explain it like this uh it's a project i'd still like to be on the whitelist for and i sure yeah for 0.125 um but certainly some red flags in that statement yeah and again if you're on the whitelist if you're anticipating this project please don't take this as us fudding it um i want to yeah, 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 yeah. If if I'm on the whitelist, like I, I'll be minting it. I gotta double check that now. Um, and if I'm not, you know, maybe if there's a public mint that I can, I can jump in on. I might take a stab at it. Uh, I imagine if the the presale goes well, there's gonna be a gas war for it. But um, it definitely makes uh, some interesting talking points, especially around the uh, Thanksgiving table. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's yeah, gonna I know anything. You're fucking delicious, like, dude. It's like, like, so there's these teddy bears, and uh, you mint them, man. <laughs> Nuanced niche discussion about yeah. a small corner of the NFT market is what yeah. plays like, yeah, your grandma's gonna be like, and you're paying how much for these things? <laughs> <laughs> Come tell everybody about your JPEG, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only seven hundred dollars. <laughs> No, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch. So keep an eye out on the littles, and uh, good luck to anybody participating. I'm pretty sure we have some whitelist members. I saw something in the Moon Lounge about uh, somebody talking about it, but uh, yeah, wild turn of events there. So um, I do think it's gonna mint out. I, I think they're leveraging their hype, uh, and I think it'll be successful. But you know, no need, no need for that long winded nonsense explanation. Will if you're listening? Oh yeah, I guess that probably would have been written by him too. Eh? I don't, I guess. No idea. Um, Yeah. So on that note, again, if anybody wants to jump up on the stage with us, we do the open mic session for any new people. uh, Please like, don't feel intimidated by coming up. Uh, Cass just raised his hand. Cass jumped up here on the first day that he is, uh, became a moon lounge member. And uh, he's been a regular guest ever since Uh, GM Cass. Good morning, sir. Oh, we're good. Good morning. Good. Wonderful show as usual. Really cool. Appreciate that. Um, wanted to say thank you in regards of... Um, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yes. we're good. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to say thank you um, 
for the knowledge and the alpha on um, ether orcs? Uh, because I think you guys spoke about it about two days ago. Was it two days ago? Two yeah, days ago. at least. I mean, we we're talking about time. orcs every day, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it feels like ages, isn't it? Trust me, it feels like ages. Yeah, about two days ago, because I aped yeah. in with a, uh, well, I, I got our Delta ape in. Um, so, yeah, we aped in and got a level 60 uh, plus a plus seven uh, Zuck boost. Nice. NFT. So, yeah, we managed to get out 1.1 ETH. Everyone, everyone in my team was like, what are you doing? And I was like, listen, chill. You know what time it is with this one, okay? But the floor is 0.8. Don't worry about the floor, guys. The right. long game. <laughs> the long game. So, um, so yeah, we, we managed to buy that. I want to um, be on your team. As well. Oh, but listen, I was going to, I was going to, what's his name? I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys free NFTs, man. Like, and just, yeah, like, be a part. <laughs> But I don't want to. I don't want to say that because yeah, and I don't want to show my project yet because it's not quite there yet. But yeah, before um, <laughs> everyone thinks, oh, what a flop. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So um, yeah, bought Evo Snails as well. I thought that was a really cool. We we managed to buy that in I think zero point one five, and we wow. got like um yeah level twenty nines as well. Beauty. So that was pretty cool. Um, what else did we? Yeah, no, just just your alpha is just great, guys. Like it really is. And pre-market tweets are just so on the ball, especially with yeah, they they just keep popping up on my feed. So he is beaming with pride right now. I can't wait till he actually gets a <laughs> webcam so we could just see him like just uh, fucking fist pumping live. Uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> no, but it's true though, man, because it, that's that's how I got to know about the Ben Baller thing. Yep. So we went and bought a little Ben Baller chain just to leave an Adao in the corner because just a bit authentic. Mm. Um, 0.1, you can't really complain to leave in your vault. Um, and yeah, just, um, just it's been really good, guys, man. And I love talking to you guys and I love catching joke with you guys. And um, gotcha. howl, innit? I, I, I can't be bothered because my throat is really, really hurting. So I would have howled properly, but how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll get you to do it. <laughs> Free, I will. I will. Trust me. Just free markets taught his son to uh, to do quite the howl. <laughs> yeah, he howls around the house like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thank you guys, man. And and you know, like I will probably keep popping up and every morning because I do love this show. It's like my, it's my, it's like my dosage of life. I swear to God. And oh, um, that's very high praise and uh, completely uh, flattering and probably. Um, you might might even be overstating it, but uh, no, I we honestly no, like, appreciate no, no, that dude. so much. Sounds accurate to me. <laughs> no, if, not, if, if I'm if, if I'm honest with you guys, if I'm honestly honest with you guys, it is it is a fact because like when I do start my day, it, it's nice to be able to sit with you guys. I've said it before, but sit with you guys, listen to what you guys have said, you know, and just another perspective of the of the industry. So. No, like, don't don't underplay what you guys do. I think it's really, really amazing. And were you taking shots of tequila this morning? While on my suggestion as well. Oh no, no, no! That was mm. um, that was some weed. I'm just a- <laughs> <laughs> <Not funny. laughs> yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> You know, it's it's. It, don't worry, I'll come over to California when it's legal. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I will leave you a lot to it. Um, I'll probably catch you guys in the room. And thank you for having me. And just thank you for. Yeah. Great. You got it, Thanks man. I appreciate it. Guys. All right. Hey, guys. Don't watch it.
and business GM. What's going on? Good GM. Um, yeah, I got a, a little alpha for you guys, and but also some fudding on the Ben Baller chain. <laughs> like alpha and fudding at the same time. Uh, so I, I, I have it. I found some good, some good info that in a couple hours. I mean, they're making an announcement, but you know, this would kind of go on what I would guess is like the guy, the the, the head of the project or the the brand behind the project is. You know, he makes seven figure jewelry. So it's not a stretch to think that he's going to try to incorporate some sort of like in real life, you know, jewelry in this project. Right? Yeah, I think so a free market I, alluded to that the other day, um, talking about it. That was kind Discord of Discord just went absolutely fucking wild. Holy. Yeah, I went. So that's the FUD side of this. That contract was written very poorly. Um, I've interacted with it. I think I have like 28 baller chains right yeah. now. Um, which is way too many <laughs> for me. Yeah, you. Wow, you really went all in on this one, eh? It, I, I don't know why. I was just kind of like, you know, sometimes for me, you know, it's like there's like a timidness where I feel like I've been underminting with the quality of the market per se mm-hmm. right now. And so this was kind of my, I just started kind of going after it. And then I don't know why, but like. Dare I ask uh, how the fish tanks are doing? They're not. Okay. All right. We'll leave it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, they have like a weird random sale every once in a while, but it, they're definitely not snails, but look, we, we saw snails rise from the dead, mm-hmm. um, turned into a great project, um, you know, uh, with, with a great exit. So I'm hoping to see know, some well, zombies rise from the dead soon. Oh and, my uh, wink, oh wink, my nudge, nudge, Lucas. If, if only our CMY cats actually, uh, I'm, in that, I'm it, in that bag with them. Uh, interestingly enough, um, I saw a ping in the see, see my cat's discord uh, and I went to go check it out. And uh, in, 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 in um, perfect timing, free market was in there also um, checking it out and uh, offering for the, uh, the team to jump on the show one morning with us. So that might actually be something that happens and maybe even just uh, huh. run through kind of their thought process on things and, and maybe, see what what they have in store uh for the future <laughs> yeah, yeah the, dev, so, the devs seem interested so i think he's gonna come oh, on cool. in the next few days yeah they for, did it, a lot they, they, they did. did a lot over that over that one month period they just did too much they should have just you know gotten a product out with minimum viable and kept everybody excited instead they they launched zombies after halloween well <laughs> yeah and as a as as it turns out right and we talked about the um the zero percent royalties that they took um yeah. they tried to launch the contract and the gas was high and it, apparently it was like over seven eth to deploy this contract um Oof. so uh you know they they went headfirst into a very unfavorable market which is not their fault uh but could have been mitigated by kind of you know accumulating some funds into the project because there was some volume going on there and they were yeah. trading as upwards of like 0.8 0.9 per cat um right. so peeling a little bit off of each transaction there is uh it's going to add up. So, you know, so if somebody that's, that's a good point. You know, we talked about people were on a hunt for early on chain games, right guys. I mean, you can still get cats cheap and cats make graves and graves make zombie and cats. zombies. And uh, so if, you know, if the name of the game right now seems to be as be, be there before the rest of the people, if you really want to get the home runs, um, 
you know, that's why we're so, yeah, that's why we're so interested. And I wanted to bring them on because it just feels right. like snails situation. They're sitting there at 0.02. It's the exact right meta. They have the historic thing on their side. They were pre wolf games. So it just feels like a matter of time, but they I were pre orcs. Pre- yeah. Uh, yeah. You're they right. were. You're right. I mean, they, were they, were. they were an anonymized copy. Yeah. Um, also, project. Missed opportunities. They they own the fact that they just copied it from anonymized. Why didn't they just call it copycats? Seriously, yeah. that would have been money. Right. And <laughs> here, the biggest knock against them is that they just copied anonymized, but they embraced it from the beginning. I thought the art was pretty cool. I just think they weren't able to get the word and the story out. Properly. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, bringing them on the show can help. And they are, so, uh, they're sorry, just to, to cap off that discussion. I mean, they're, they're real people that have real lives, right? They, they just did that for fun. Um, right. maybe made a little bit of money on it, but you know, they have jobs, um, and, and their well, lives are busy just like everybody else's. So, uh, it sucks for us as people that kind of held them and diamond handed them all the way into the ground. But, uh, you know, that's just the reality of it and the risk you, you take when you play this game. Yeah. So on the, uh, so on the launch that's active today, still the, the Ben Ballers chains is now under 0.01 for the floor. Um, it could be an asymmetrical right now. I have way too many to stack even more. Um, but the one thing to be aware of for beginners, any kind of like staking burning mechanism game is very, it tends to be very expensive. Um, and you really can't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go into them with like one, one unit. Um, so it's kind of like a, I think there's an opportunity for a potential, you know, quick floor, like, you know, where the floor is now, if you can pick something up at 0.08, you know, somewhere 0.09, um, in a few hours, there may be a nice floor rise if they make an announcement on these in real life jewelry that's worth, you know, half a million, a million dollars at the end of this game. And, you know, whales want to play and to do it, they need, you know, 20 units or 30 units. And we're talking so, about, you know, how a project can manage their floor and their hype. And it's very important. You know, it's not about manipulating or only focusing on price, but knowing how to manage your floor price after the drop can really help with your project's longevity. The big problem with that project, and I'm trying to struggle with it, is, you know, do I, you know, how, at what point do I try to get off the ship is a staking project where, you know, it, it's it's only costing like 0. 0.04, 0. 0.05 to do a burn mint, which is mm-hmm. when, when gas is 100, which we've seen, you know, the other games. That's not like an astronomical number, right? But the problem is, is the way that it's written there are times and nobody can explain it where, you know, they have the thing goes up to, you know, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.12 in gas. Yeah. And, uh, and I had a failed transaction. They said they were reimbursing failed transactions, but they have stopped that right. at this point and they haven't actually sent the money out for the failed. So, oh, so that's one of those situations where, you know, you go in there to mint that or to do a burn that should cost 0.04, 0.05. And it's going to tell you an estimated gas expense of like 0.12 to 0.15 for that action. And that's like, that's like driving around with a parking brake on uh, for a project. So, you know, that's, that's kind of a flag that honestly, if I was sticking really diligently to what my trading thesis is, I would just, I would 
probably, you know, full out on that project. But I think there's a little news and I think there might be there might be a good bump here coming forward. Like I, I, I think if if the floor price was higher, I think it could just overcome that issue. But yeah. you can't you can't you can't overcome that issue when you're at a point oh eight floor. So yeah. no anybody looking at that project you know, just be aware now is a good entry point, but I don't know if I, but maybe for a flip, I don't know if now would be a great time to start playing that game heavily. Did, uh, did my chain sell or is it just sitting there? Do you have one out there? Yours. You got me one yesterday. Oh, oh no, no, it didn't sell. Unfortunately. All right. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I mean, yeah. free market kind of mentioned that with these games, sometimes it's difficult because, uh, you know, the first person to start playing has a pretty a, a, a enormous advantage or you have to, you know, dedicate a lot of Ethereum to kind of recouping that. Um, by, by the way, sorry, I was forget, I forgot about that. Uh, I was joking around about uh, <laughs> not, not letting you hold it. <laughs> I don't know if I put that. I minted one for him because he was in the car. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get the contract to work on my mobile as his constant battle, as we know. And we were hit, we were hitting the bonding curve, but it's funny. He's like, all of a sudden, as soon as after he, as soon as after he did it, he goes, uh, he's like, yeah, sell it, sell it for me. And I was like, how aggressive do you want to be? He's like, I think I'll hold it now. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, uh, okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong about Ben Baller, though. They did the pre-sale, and you could stake immediately. No, you don't stake there. You don't stake. You just you get. get it. You just get. Uh, oh. it's one of those like where the token accrues if it's in your wallet. Oh, so, okay. So, if, if anybody wants the precursor on that, so all of these have boosts, and I mean, if you wanted to play the game, it does seem that right now they're at an eight bonding curve. You know, there's it's running slowly. There's about 600 or 700 left until it goes from eight baller bars to 16 baller bars to mint another chain. Um, and they, uh, the boost, like, so if, you, if you're in this thing, if you're thinking about looking at it, the rarities are completely irrelevant for the chains. They'll matter for the gems, but the chains are irrelevant. The only thing that matters is the boost ability and how fast it accrues. So higher boost um, chains accrue much faster than lower boost ones. Gotcha. So I have like a plus 26. And it, it seems as the game goes on, the boosts that, that are coming out of the mint are higher than the ones that were coming out originally. Like, you know, the first few hundred, I think like the max boost was like 10 and then it went up to 15 and then it was like 20. And now I think the highest one is like a 31. So they're, they're kind of scaling in these boosts. Um, which is another problem, I guess, if you think about like they're coming up with announcements, but I think they're still like changing the tokenomics of these phases as like like they're kind of adapting, which is not a bad thing that they're adapting in the game. But it's a level of risk if you're doing it from a financial standpoint and not from a just pure game enjoyment level of, you know, this isn't set in stone. If somebody's like, well, I want to give away a million dollar necklace, but I also want to make sure that I make enough money to do it, you know, they can stretch it out and, you know, potentially have the tokenomics change in that process to where, uh, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, this is going to be ridiculously expensive to do this. Yeah, lots to lots to keep our, our eyes on um, with that. And we'll probably. Yeah. Well, I've accrued, I've accrued. Oh, you're looking. Two, I've accrued another two point seven bars so i will send you over my bars uh because that one you're holding is probably accruing bars so you might as well yes yeah yes you have a 
you have a 10 plus or something like that. Right. So we have to go look at that. Cool. I'll send you over my baller bars, but we'll see. So uh, that's actually a really interesting, you know, for a, one more kind of topic on this before we come uh, off. In business, if you don't mind, um, maybe we'll jump on voice chat in the uh, the Moon Lounge area afterwards and continue the conversation oh, yeah, about this. I just yeah. brought Traveler up. I want to give him a chance to quickly talk before we wrap things up. Make a note for the new guys uh, for another time to talk about like um, what we did with orcs and pooling. Uh, yeah. as a way to be competitive for smaller guys. Actually, I'm going to write that down just because uh, that would actually kind of make like a great um, like YouTube video or something too. And it's just such a huge competitive advantage in these staking pools versus going in and buying like one or two of a chain or, mm-hmm. you know, what or except. All right, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Traveler, what's going on? What's up, bud? Morning, folks. Good morning. How are you? Good. Fairly new follower. Um, really enjoying the content, guys. Oh, I appreciate so, it. Quick plug to you. Thank you. It's a great part of my morning routine. Love the profile um, picture. The yeah. Chain. Oh, thank you. It, it's, I uh, rolled it from the mint and it's very apt to kind of my, I feel like it just represents my personality somehow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I identify with my kaiju too. That's, that's my forever NFT. I love it. So not to uh, spread more FUD about the littles because I'm on the whitelist. I'm going to mint out. I think it'll be very successful. Yeah. But to provide a bit more perspective, um, you know, I was in the Discord, kind of followed that tweet thread, and I I kind of disagreed with the tweet thread on a couple really key pieces of kind of what he was trying to say to project founders. And I think that's kind of what, what stuck with me. And I think the biggest thing to me was... Are you talking about the, uh, like, successful NFT thread? Yeah. Uh, no. So this was a tweet thread that kind of preceded the mint price announcement and kind of launched heated discussion in the Littles Discord about what the price is, what it should be. Um, was this on the Littles kind of Twitter? Tweet. Sorry. Uh, yes. Okay, so it's I'm on just Will's looking it up Twitter. right now. Oh, on Will's Twitter. Okay. Correct. And it's a fairly recent thread 18 hours ago, and it starts with three critical pieces to price your NFT collection. Oh, interesting. Um, and so going through this, he teased a 0.25 price which ignited all this discussion. And, you know, I don't want to say FUD because it was to it, you know, to the the community's credit, it was more productive, I think, than destructive. Um, Because it was kind of, you know, I was there and I tried to help shift the conversation to what do you think would be a reasonable mint price rather than this is terrible. Um, But in this thread, if you look through it, you'll see fairly deep in, he hits three, he says now the three critical rules. And he says, one, never compete on price Two, never charge too low. Um, And three is never work in an echo chamber, which I agree with three. But I actually took issue with the first two because I think that depending on your model, you can compete on price, at least for initial mint, because in the long analysis of your revenue, if you're very successful, your mint price should be very small in the grand scheme of things. And if you create unnecessary FUD that potentially tanks your launch, I think you can damage your brand by pricing too high um, and never charge too low. Again, kind of ties in the same point. And so what this kind of ties into is I'm actually, you know, I don't want to um, plug my own projects too much, but if anyone's been following the market, uh, the treasure.lol marketplace and the launch of small brains, they are competing entirely on price. They are com- uh, providing drops for free, doing it via Arbitrum where there's, you know, non-existent gas 
And if you follow what happened there, which is kind of um, an interesting juxtaposition to OpenSea's struggles with their kind of very new and initial launch, the price of small brains has blasted off and it's essentially bootstrapping their user-generated currency. Hmm. So just like that tweet thread contrasting with that personal experience of kind of working through this this launch process to me is like, what what are you saying? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking at this tweet thread. I did find it and pulled it up here. Um and I yeah, the one thing that stood out to me was this one tweet right here that says if you fail to communicate value through your project, that means you have not done your job. This has nothing to do with price. IE, the Littles NFT has zero roadmap publicized and no promises, yet people still found value in it. Where uh, like, like, I guess, good question. Like, I, I don't know. That seems just like such a, um, such an odd statement for a project that hasn't even dropped yet. Am right. I, am I wrong in that? Like, that seems like a very odd thing to say. Yep. Nobody's found value in anything yet. It hasn't fucking minted yet. The, the value in being in the discord with what? Well, well and. I, I think unless I'm missing think, the context here, go ahead. Well, I think what he's trying to say is at least it's something that I believe that a project should certainly try to sell out on the art first, because the moment you're promising utility and a roadmap, that's where all the value is going to accrue. And then the value of your NFT is 100 percent dependent on you hitting those goals in a timely fashion and then being the successful launch you want. So I do agree that you should, you know, keep as much of the roadmap internal as possible. Um, I think that also when it comes to price, when I see an NFT project price at 0.02, certainly now I definitely look a little down on it. Not, not mm-hmm. that the project is automatically a rug or something, but I certainly... There is something about valuing your project a bit. I think he takes it to an extreme. I think so, too. Um, it definitely takes it to an extreme. But when you price your project at 0.02, it is a message to the market um, that you you want to mint out and you're willing to take a lower price to do it. Yeah, I mean, his kind of general statement is like, if you price cheap, you are cheap and, you know, show your worth, I guess. Um, but uh, reading further through this while you were talking, uh, he goes on later. And now I, I should say, go read this for yourself because I'm reading it, but I'm, I'm only handpicking stuff that's kind of sitting weird with me. So I'm not providing full, full context in these. Um, but let's talk about like never work in an echo chamber. Now you have a price in mind. Don't just launch with it. Talk to your community, establish focus groups. And I know how you feel about them, FMC, <laughs> and see what they think. The key is to hand select the ideal group you are serving because their opinion is the only one that matters. He goes on to say with the Littles NFT, we've talked to multiple advisors and were initially set on a 0.25 E mint. (laughs) However, after chatting with our ideal groups, we realized the investment was not matching the value, which is why we went back to adjust accordingly. Always listen. Are you shocked that anybody said that 0.25 for a mint on this project was too high? I don't know. There's something strange about this. 
I, I yep. yeah, like I I don't know I, this it's it's just there's something about it that's rubbing me the wrong way and um, that's how I felt and I do think you make some excellent points about really low mints if there's not a strong communication of why that's low that definitely sets off warning flags to me and maybe that's something that founders should be thinking of is if you are setting your price low or high it's super important a to communicate that ahead of time and then also explain why you're pricing as you are yeah yeah i you know i i don't know what's going on with this again i'm not trying to fud the project um like you said you're you're gonna take your mints and and see what happens uh i would probably do the same um just to to wrap up the discussion and i'll wrap up with the final tweet that he he wrote here is says final thoughts there is no perfect price you just need to know your worth and never compete on price if you don't trust your gut or don't have the confidence remember there's always a market play a market for g-shocks and there's always a market for rolexes so i mean based on his price he's saying that the littles is a rolex um so let's let's see where that goes yeah i you know may make your product price it at what you think that it's worth and sell it. Like I just, I just don't understand why there seems to be like analysis paralysis when it comes down to these things. Like people are getting way too fine in the detail about something that should be relatively simple. We are a team. We are working hard to build this thing. This is what it is worth. Buy it if you like it. Thank you. And if you're not going to release a roadmap, just be forthfront and say, look, we have some huge plans, but we need funding to do it. So if you want to trust us, this is why we're draw- we're making the price this. I don't know. This there, there, there feels like I, and again, I hope it's successful. I really enjoyed the thread that he put together before, as I said, the uh, how to create a successful NFT series. But there's um, it almost feels like there's an implosion kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's disingenuous. What he's saying is we're not trying to sell you on the roadmap by alluding that there's some really, really special roadmap, which is why you should pay a lot for these things. Which is the shades of uh, the fish tank saying um, no marketing and everybody knows who we are. Exactly. Mm. exactly. That That's the issue with it. All that said, we like the project. We like the art. I hope this is just maybe a founder overthinking now that he's created this very large popular phenomena. Who knows? He's he's thinking out loud publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I, I hate that when you're a fa- like, have some confidence. This is your project. It's your world you created. You are God for, you know, a lesser uh, ex- term like that is what you are act like it a little bit it's kind of like some elon level confidence just with like you know elon just yeah. lives on twitter and just says random shit but <laughs> elon's earned that <laughs> oh my god uh, just that tweet about like oh senator sanders you're still alive i was like oh i had to go fact check the fact that like that was a real tweet like that <laughs> I know the, one the, of the richest men in the world just like trolling a oh my god it was uh, some wild shit so um, okay on that note I think if is there anything you want to finish off with uh, I think that's it for today let me just look over all my projects in my discord line and see if anyone 
has anything pertinent today. No, I think that's it. Let's see what, uh, <laughs> let's see what we find out there. Good luck at the tables, everybody. Yeah, good luck. Thanks for everyone to tu- uh, tuning in today. It looks like we almost hit 50 people in the audience. So again, you're free um, from FMC singing Island Boys. But one day he is going to do the entirety of the song and it is going to be glorious. So uh, yeah, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining Alpha Mint. And uh, just a quick reminder that if you missed any of the show or any of the previous shows, it is on YouTube, Spotify, and and Apple Podcasts. I won't harp on that too, too much anymore. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. And we'll, uh, we'll do it again tomorrow.